Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. The secret of getting ahead is getting started. The secret of getting started is breaking your complex, overwhelming tasks into small, manageable tasks, and then starting on the first one. And that's a quote by the great late Mark Twain. So hello, and welcome again to my show. I thought I would do a class on your workflow. One of the important aspects of running a profitable photography business or any business is having an effective system for getting stuff done. This is especially true if you are product-based because there's lots of little details that all have to come together in an efficient and quality manner in order to produce the finished product. In my case, it's finished wall portraits and albums and smalls. So if this episode is helpful for you, I have a gift. I will send you my workflow list that I'm going to talk about in the second part of this. If you just email and request the workflow list to Lucy at lucydumas.com. This is not going to generate a series of six or seven auto-respond emails. It's just a simple, I'm just going to do a cut and paste and email it right back to you by hand. <laughs> Did you know that one of the hats that you wear if you are selling photographs, is a production control specialist. We're manufacturers if we're photographers and we're selling our photography. Now, some of you may be manufacturing digital files. Some of you may be manufacturing, I don't know, greeting cards or cups with photos on them. Me, I manufacture wall art and books. If you've been listening a while, you know that that's the product I love to sell the most. The way I realized that was one of my job titles is that I was dating someone who worked in a company that made solar turbine engines. And he worked in the division called the split ring cell. <laughs> Have I lost you already? And he was a production control specialist within the split ring cell part of solar turbines. So when an order came in for a turbine, not a turbine like a hat, <laughs> a solar turbine, he would get an order of the part that he made that was going to go in that engine. And then he would begin to order all of the parts that needed to be ordered from many different manufacturers. I can't even tell you what they were. I'm sure there were some screws involved and something metal and some fans. I, I have no idea what that was. But he had to make sure that the things were ordered and that they came in and certain parts were put together in a certain flow so that then the next part could be put together and on and on and on until the split ring cell was built. He didn't build it, but he made sure that all of the stuff that was needed and then the workflow that would get this built happened efficiently. And he was very good at his job and he's been highly promoted in that company because he was an excellent production control specialist. So when you think about what those of us that are creating wall portraits do, there's many, many steps to doing that. Not just sitting down, editing, sending off the order and getting it to the client. I'm very particular. And so I 
probably have a few more steps than some people because I order proof prints after I've done my long list of things I needed to do to get things ready to be ordered. And then after they come in, the proof prints, then I make sure I like the final product and then I order. And then we're going to have that order come in and we have to open the box and we have to check it in. We have to make sure that the order is correct. We need to bag it up or put it in boxes or put it on display on an easel and have the right things to send it home with them. If we're going to frame, we have step-by-step, step, we need to then order the frame and make sure we have all the supplies to install the frame if we're doing it ourselves. So, you know, hope you haven't gotten lost in that. I'm trying to throw a lot of things at you so you understood that the more efficient you are and the more you're on top of your production of your product, the more efficient and the higher quality you can make sure happens. So one of the worst ways to ruin a great relationship with a client is to be late with things, is to not live up to the expectations they have for delivery time. Now, one little tip, I always under-promise and over-deliver. When I'm doing wall portraits, I tell them it will take eight to 12 weeks. Because I'm so detailed, because I will not deliver something I'm not absolutely thrilled with, and because I do the color testing and so forth, I'm happy to deliver something that's excellent, even if it isn't the fastest, but I make sure they know. And then if it's weeks early, then they're really happy. What we don't want to be is late. So I have some tips that will help make things easier. And then I can go over my step-by-step -step workflow list. And that's what I'll mail you just directly if you send me an email, write to lucy at lucydumas.com. Okay, so number one is I suggest only working with a few labs that have the products that you love. Trying to nickel and dime and order one product from somebody because it might be 10 or $15 less for your order or getting too many things on your product list so that then you have to use many different suppliers, that can really bog down your flow. And at the same time, if you're working with one or two labs, they know you and you know them. You start to build relationships. The people that pick up the phone at Mid-South Color Lab, I know who it is before she says her name just because I recognize her or his voice. And they always know who I am. And I don't think it's just because maybe they see my name on a screen. And also they're a lab that knows what I like color-wise. And they have my back. If I make a mistake and accidentally when I'm doing some head swaps, a baby has two heads <laughs> or something. They're not going to print it and charge me. They're going to call me and say, did that baby really have two heads? <laughs> so it is part of my team to have a great lab where their default is excellence. And then they're willing to go that extra mile for me to satisfy my very particular needs and not make me feel like I'm a pain. Big labs to me, I get overwhelmed at not being able to talk to the same people over and over again. You know, whoever you're using, find a way to build a relationship with someone that's going to make sure that everything's right before it's sent to you. Number two, keep really good records in a contact list 
and an email program. We'll talk about CRM's customer relation management systems, but get all of the information, emails, phone numbers, home addresses. The benefits are those and make it easy to find so you don't have to chase all over the place to find it. But also when it's time for you to do some kind of promotion, you want to be sure that you have that contact info easily accessible. And I think that mail through the mailbox is still an effective way to market because almost no photographer does it anymore. And there's some consistent things that you can send on a regular basis, just to keep people paying attention to the fact that you exist. My mortgage broker has sent me a postcard every quarter for at least 15 years. And I have referred her so many times. If you're in San Diego and you need a good lender, let me know. <laughs> She's amazing. And I've used her to refinance quite a few times because the interest rate went from 10% on down to just a little over three year after year. So it made sense to refinance. And I think photographers could use that system quite well to send out something on a seasonal basis, not an ad, not a sales pitch, just a nice, beautiful something that someone wants to open or look at and maybe put on their refrigerator or pop it on top of the piano because it's just cool looking. All right. So that was number two. Number three, create a workflow checklist and use it. Don't let some seemingly small things like thank you notes or doing your file backups in two other places besides your computer create problems down the line. Now, small things like thank you notes, that is a part of how we keep our clients happy and remembering us and having a nice warm feeling. So tracking that, having a way to make sure that those get written and get sent is one of the small but very professional positive things that you can have on your workflow. And if I didn't have a checklist, it wouldn't get done because I would be conscious of all the actual things I had to do and it could slip through the cracks. There's many ways to keep track of your workflow. Some of us are more visual. Some of us doing computer is more effective. So there's a couple things I'd suggest. If you're very visual, you can do a whiteboard like you see in uh, hospitals. I like to watch Grey's Anatomy and they always have their big whiteboard with their surgeries listed. So you can make a big board or you can even print it out and have it printed and laminated at your photo lab and you'll be able to use a grease pencil and wipe it off. So on the top, you might have your client's names diagonally. And then on the left side, you have a long list of all the things to do. So it's a grid. And as you're working with a client, as you've completed part of the task, you or your staff check it off. So you can just look at that board and you see the things that need to be done next. Or you can create that same kind of thing in like an Excel spreadsheet or a iWork document, whatever it's called in Apple. I haven't, I just don't remember what it's called. But in each client, you know, you can set it up the same way and you can have that checklist and check it off. If you are someone where the computer might work for you, there are programs, Dubsado, 17 Hats, I think Sprouts, there's Lots and lots and lots of them. So it's a program that you pay monthly or yearly. And then when you enter a client, anytime you log on, it's going to tell you your next thing to do in that client's workflow. 
So if I had edited some images and then I click that that's done, it's going to tell me the next thing I need to do after that, which might be to call up the client to set up an appointment for the sales session. And what's nice about those, if that's something that works for you, is it will combine all of it. So if you want to know what are all of the things I need to do today or this week, you'll have a list of Mary Jones needs thank you notes. Sally Johnson needs to have you confirm a sales appointment, something like that. So those can be really great. You have to keep up with it. And the nice thing with those is if you have help, they can be clicking off what they've done. One of the programs that I'm getting a little familiar with because my podcast editors use it and one of my virtual assistants that I had a while back also used it is a program called Trello. And it is more of a DIY do-it-yourself in terms of how you set that up but it's a project management software. And it's, I think mine is free that the one that I have, or I'm not paying very much. So there's lots of options. And for those of us who have this issue where if something is put away, it leaves our minds. What I set up years and years ago with a professional organizer, which that's a little side tip, hire a professional organizer and someone that doesn't just have one way, but that will get to know who you are and help you structure your space and your workflow, you know, the hardware of it in a way that works for you. What we set up, and this is when I was doing weddings, is I have shelves in my office and I have plastic magazine bins, like a skinny box that's cut diagonally. And I have two colors. So one is for portraits and one's for weddings. So when I start a project and someone books me, I make a bin and I put it on the top shelf. And then when I do the job, I put the forms, contracts, everything in it, and then edit one of the things that I like to do, you know, used to put negatives in there, but well, then the next phase was I burned CDs as part of my backup program. Now I have memory cards and I put those in there until I'm completely, completely, completely done. And then I take those cards out and reuse them. So those sit up there and remind me this is ready. You need to sell it. So then once I sell it, it goes to the middle rack and I know this is the project you're working on. And I've got easy access to their phone numbers, the name, and a little piece of paper in there that's got the checklist on it. So I can look up and I know who is an active client and if they're in the editing or they've been sold and I'm in process. And then when prints start coming in or anything else, I put it either inside or to the side. And then when it's ready to call and deliver, I move it to the next shelf and I make those calls and get that done. Now, wall portraits, those go in another space and I've checked it off that I have that, but that's a little really simple system that I created with a professional organizer years and years and years ago <laughs> and it worked for me. So number four, get help. There are people who can do things faster and maybe better than you, maybe just as good, maybe not quite as good, but they can spare your time so that you have time to do what you do best. I'm an awesome salesperson. I'm very good at 
photographing. So anything that I don't have to do that takes me away from doing those things and marketing, because it's very, of course, important to get work. <laughs> so anything that saves me time so I can do the things that make me the most money are the most fun and enhance the quality of the experience and the work I pay someone else to do. Even just starting, I think the first thing I did was paint a housekeeper because there's no reason, unless we're in the middle of a COVID situation where my housekeeper is staying home. But other than that, there's no reason for me to be doing the deep cleaning. I like a clean house. I don't like to do it. So I pay somebody and I know that helps my prosperity and also she needs work. So that's awesome. Outsourcing some basic calling and either Lightroom or Adobe Camera Raw adjustments, that can save you even if it just saves you two or three hours, if you have three jobs a week, that's nine hours a week that you can use to market or to enjoy life a little. So you're with your family rather than in the office editing. Now, if you're someone like me, that final editing on the art is an important part of your signature product, then you may or may not decide to edit the important things. Don't be afraid to find somebody that will come over, you know, five hours a week and open boxes and check things in and enter clients' information and send the thank you cards and create fold folders and put stickers on things and send the holiday cards out, you know, do the stamping and the enveloping and all of that. Paying for five, six hours of somebody is not very much. And so quickly that money is recovered with the time you can use for other things. But also like with the housekeeper, there are people where that will bless their life so much to have a small but a steady gig in between everything else that they're doing. So let's see, number six, learn to be more efficient. And some of that is being organized in a way that works for you. But also, especially when it comes to editing, there are ways that you can shave so much time off of every job. I had an opportunity to see how a really good friend of mine edits a job. And she always complained it took her literally days to edit one job. And when I saw that what she was doing, she was doing each image in Photoshop and a lot of the steps she was doing in Photoshop one at a time could be done as a batch in Adobe Camera Raw or Lightroom. And she's been in business years and years and just didn't ever pick up that tip that there's a lot we can do before we open something in Photoshop. And now what took her days takes her hours. So, you know, do what you can to learn to be efficient. I learned the basics of Adobe Camera Raw slash Lightroom from Jack Davis, by the way. I highly recommend checking out his Lightroom Camera Raw tutorials or if you have a chance to see him in person. Also, in the efficiency is finding software that can actually speed you up. Fundy is one that is really good for album design. It's fast. It's pretty intuitive as long as, you know, there's a little few things you have to learn and remember. But once it becomes second nature, which is pretty quick, it saves so much time. And it is the most amazing way to watermark literally thousands of images at one time. It maybe would take me two minutes. And that includes downloading them into the program, 
and then picking a position for the watermark. And if it's vertical or horizontal, it corrects for that. And you just say apply to all and boom, they're all done. And then you go up to export and you pick what size you want it exported at and you've got watermarked images. So things like that, and I'm sure you already have other ideas and other programs you use. So I'm not saying Fundy is the only way to go, but it has been a godsend for me and a lot of my friends. And then the last one is study and put into practice time management strategies. One of my favorites is a teacher called David Allen, and his program is called Getting Things Done. One of the tips he says is every day, just instead of having this long, daunting, scary to-do list that faces you every day, either before you go to bed or before you leave the office or the first thing you do is to write a list of just three things you're gonna do today and then check those off as you go. So mine, of course, today, one of them was to write this podcast, you know, make my notes and then to record it. So I get to do two check marks. I have a master list, but his way of thinking really resonated with me. I've studied all kinds. There are some people who teach time management for the creative and because a lot of time management I find is directed towards the left brain technical person. And we artsy people, we need some different ways to do things sometimes. So if you're still at home and you've still got time on your hands, brushing up on time management, watching videos, reading books, listening to books on tape. That's how I got David Allen was in my CD player years ago when I got in my car. Every time I got in the car, I listened to a little bit more of David Allen while I was reading a different book. So I kind of got marinated <laughs> with his system. And a lot of my coaching clients have found him to be really helpful. Okay. So that's part one of my list. So I wanted to just quickly tell you my workflow and yours will be whatever yours is. This is my checklist. When I get a lead, I call them and I send an email. Now, what I say on that call, that is a whole strategy. You can find that in my online course, or of course you can hire me and I'll teach you <laughs> how to have effective phone calls. But on my checklist, it just says email and call. And then the next is booking a consultation. And so once they say yes, I check that off. And then I make an entry of a new client and I put them in my master contact list, my MailChimp, studio management software, or on the whiteboard. However I'm keeping track, I enter their name. At that same time, I send them a little welcome packet. And it's mostly an appointment reminder, but has just a few photographs. It's really lovely, on nice stationery, handwritten, all in my branding, saying I'm so excited to meet with them and a few photographs and maybe my mission statement, just something pretty and different that they receive before they come over. Or right now, if you're having a Zoom call, I would still send something physical. Next is making sure, this is if they're coming over, that I've got my price and consultation packet all ready to go folded and printed with the ribbon and the sticker and everything i make those up or my helper makes those up i just make sure i have one available i set up the room so i'm ready for that and then i check that off. and then there's the consultation check it off and if they book the next one is 
getting the deposit and I check that off. And then once they book, sending them a thank you note and an email confirmation. Check. All right, the next one is doing the session. And then when that's done, the next in the workflow is downloading. And I rename all of my photos before I do the backups. To me, there's absolutely no reason to save the original files. I'm sure there's a way that you can save them within the mega data, but I just do from one to thousands, you know, however many I do in Bridge. Uh, you can also do that in Lightroom where I have the client's last name and I renumber and something really simple because then it's very easy to order, to find things, to not have these weird numbers and not have things repeat as well. Unless you have the same client over and over again, then you want to be sure you have the client's name and maybe I do 20 for 2020 and then the number. Did I lose you on that? <laughs> anyway, so I rename the files and I do a backup online and a backup in an exterior hard drive as a minimum. If you want to know more about that, go to the Andrew Darlow interview. Goes back to the first probably 12 episodes of this show because he talks about his backup system. Okay, so when that's done, then I mark that done and I make the folder that I told you about. Then I do my editing and once I've done the editing to get ready for the sale, then that's another workflow checklist. And then I call and book my sales appointment, check. And then they come in, they order, check. I send out another thank you note for their order. That one is especially important, especially if your clients are spending a nice chunk of change to the point where it's maybe just a little bit uncomfortable for them to get a thank you note two or three days later, it really softens that sticker shock and lets you know that you're not just about money. On the list, I have order referral cards. So if you have a program where you're going to do something like make some cards up using their pictures and then gift that to them to gift to friends, that's a good time to get those ordered. Then the next would be retouching and editing, sending, and then the next is send the test prints. And then when my test prints come in, I call up the client and ask if they want to come over and pick their frames and just have a look at my proofs. I order 16 by 20 test prints for every wall portrait, special price at Mid-South. And I know other labs will do that for you too, if you ask. I don't show it to them for approval because that is a whole can of worms. But because I don't sell the frames usually at the sales appointment for many reasons, and that'll be another podcast coming up about selling frames, but I give them that opportunity before everything's printed to select frames. And that way I can get that done and have it all delivered at once. Then I design the album. If there's an album, once I know I love the editing I've done and the color balancing that my lab will do for me. I'm so picky. I can't even please myself with the little fine points of color balancing. So I design the album and I order the wall portraits. These are all separate, you know, dots to check off. And then I order the album for printing and binding. Now, when the work comes in, I then check in the portrait order. Very often I've missed a few or something needs to be reprinted. So that's why I make sure before I call the client, I make sure I have everything ready and done. It gets pretty messy 
if I'm missing one or two of all the great work you've done. And they're super impressed with me. One little messy thing like that can kind of deflate the balloon of their positive esteem. So we want to make sure we have everything ready for them before we call them. So then I call to deliver and then I have the delivery appointment and another opportunity to do framing. Then I send a thank you card and a really nice gift, especially if it's been a big order. And I like to mail that so they get a package in the mail. It has a lot more wow factor than thank you very much and here's your gift. Because they're excited about receiving the portraits, but then when they get, I do a gift card for a restaurant group that has a lot of restaurants in town that are all different. And then I make up coasters with my flower and nature and travel photography. Black River Imaging has these really nice like bar coasters that are a really good price point, but they look very nice. Anyway, that's what I came up with because I don't know if people drink wine. I don't like to get sweets because I try not to eat sugar and and so I don't do that for other people. Nice bottles of olive oil and a nice vinegar could be a nice thing. There are companies that you can order nice, lovely gifts. I try not to do gifts that would be of their photographs because I want those to be like special art pieces. And if I, you know, put their faces on a coffee mug or something, I think it it diminishes the brand. So let's see. Are are your eyes rolling in the back of your head? <laughs> I know, I know mine do when I look at all this, but it's just a step at a time and it's what we need to do. So the next would be if you're doing a referral card program, it's nice to do that after you send the thank you and separately. And then I'm going to admit I haven't done surveys, but the best of the best right now will send a survey. How'd we do? What did you love? What could we do better? So this is on my checklist. And someday, <laughs> I'll, whatever is that hurdle, I'll jump over it. And if they have ordered frames at that final delivery, then after I send the survey and the thank you cards and get all that ready, somewhere in there, I need to order the frames and then I need to install the frames and deliver the frame to art. And then within a month to three months on this workflow is an opportunity, a suggestion that you call them to say, hello, how are they doing? How are they enjoying the photographs? Give them an opportunity if there's something that wasn't quite right to express it at that point and correct it. And I know it's kind of a scary thing because we've done all this stuff and we don't want the risk, but mostly they're just going to say they love it, their family loves it, or you might find they haven't put it up yet. And so you might, if you're someone that has the time and the inclination to install it in their home, you might offer to do that or give them the name of your handyman and then call them the people that you really love and want to work with again. Set it up so you call them every six months, so twice a year, just to say hello. If you want to, I highly recommend that you take some people to coffee two, three times a month somebody to coffee or lunch or something and continue to grow and build that relationship. So that is it. The, whew, I'm exhausted just thinking about it. <laughs> I hope this is helpful. And don't forget if you email me, Lucy with an I at lucydumas.com, I will just send that right over to you. 
And if you want a copy of my ebook, 10 Big Ideas for Marketing in the Real World, you can go to lucydumascoaching.com. So that's it for now. And let's see. So my summary of all of this <laughs> is realize that your production is a huge part of your professionalism and your commitment to excellence. So one, limit how many services you use. Limit to one or two labs that give you great service, beautiful products, get to know them. Keep really good records of your client's contact, email, and address, and so forth. Create a workflow checklist, something that works for you. Find a way to track your workflow. It could be visual, it could be online, it could be a nice big board lots of choices, get help. Have someone help you with whatever are the things that you don't love to do and or that don't really bring in the most dollars. And number six, learn to be more efficient. Take classes. I discovered a couple of actions, totally rad actions, their portrait series. Oh my gosh, those actions have saved me hours per client just some of the facial retouching, the eye pop. There's just a few in there that save me so much time. So find ways to be more effective and efficient. Consider doing a lot of things in camera raw or if you're a Lightroom fan. They're all the same controls, by the way, if you didn't know that. So bridge and camera raw combined are 99% equal to Lightroom. Lightroom fans, there might be one or two things they use that I don't, uh, that I do somewhere else. But overall, in terms of editing and organizing, you can do what you need to do in either one. Finding software that speeds things up, like album design companies and other programs that make your work go quicker, do that. And then learn and put into practice time management strategies. And then the last tip, is to create your own workflow list and a way that you can systematically follow it and check it off so you know you don't miss anything. And especially don't miss some of the smaller things like thank you notes and phone calls and welcome emails that might fall through the cracks when you get busy. So keeping track, or you'd be surprised how many people do not fully back up all of their work. And that's asking for trouble. <laughs> so that's it for now. And I get to check this off of my to-do list <laughs> for a lovely Saturday in May. That's where I am. And oh, and I just want to thank you all so much for listening. I've hit that milestone of 20,000 downloads in 56 countries. And I know there are a number of you that listen on a regular basis. And I really want to invite you to share with two or three people that you know that I have this podcast I listen to regularly and I think you will like it too. Because we're here, myself and my guests, you know, pouring everything into this to help you all grow. And as you've heard me say, maybe if you're a regular listener, sharing is caring. So <laughs> that's it for now. And hope you're all safe and using whatever's going on in your life to help you grow and enjoy life more and be highly, highly profitable. Bye for now. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.